Hi, and welcome back to the Clark and Miller English podcast.、Uh, my name is Gabriel. I am the Clark in Clark and Miller,、um, a website for high level English learners and English teachers, too.、Um, who、uh, we have a lot of fun stuff like、uh, blog posts. You can、uh, buy a book called 102 Little Drawings that will help you remember English rules forever. And、um, Yeah, by, by visiting our site and by listening to the podcast, you're、um, exposing yourself to、um, new and interesting and often very strange ways of、uh, looking at English、um, in order to get a better understanding and ultimately in order to speak、um, better English.、Um, but, you know, we like to have fun on the way. And、um, very often you'll see a giraffe on our website. That's just the way things roll. So,、uh, welcome back.、Uh, today I've got a fun topic、uh, we're going to talk about.、Um, very weird and crazy English sentences that are grammatically possible. So,、uh, let's take a look at some of them, shall we?、Uh, today we're going to look at three、um, unusual sentences that you can tell people at parties to impress them、um, with your amazing、uh, English, nin- ninja English skills. Um, so let's take a look at them one by one. We're going to, I'm going to give you three sentences and they'll probably not make much sense to you, but by the end of the,、uh, the podcast, you'll、uh, have a good understanding of why these sentences are possible. Let's, let's go straight ahead. Number one, the first sentence is put a bigger space between giraffe and 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 avocado. There we go, five ands. All together in one sentence. How is that possible? We'll see later.、Uh, que- uh, sentence number two、uh, Peter, where Paul had had had, had 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 had, had had, had pleased the professor more. Yep, seriously, that is a real sentence、uh, that's totally grammatically fine and actually carries normal meaning. And so is this third one, which is probably my favorite.、Uh, here it is. Buffalo, 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 buffalo. Yeah, that's right. That was what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That was eight buffaloes in a row. No other words. And that is a completely solid sentence. So, how is all this possible? First one again put a bigger space between giraffe and 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 and, and avocado. Number two was Peter, where Paul had 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 had. Had pleased the professor more. And three was buffalo, 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 buffalo. All right. These can't be proper English sentences, surely, but they are.、Uh, today, I want to show you how these strange sentences work.、Uh, you'll be able to understand some complex grammatical structures too. And yeah, you'll have some new, exciting, advanced English vocabulary.、Um, but most importantly, you'll be able to impress people at parties. This is、uh, the goal of this podcast. So let's look at the first one. Put a bigger space between giraffe and 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 avocado. This one's actually the probably the, the simplest one.、Um, so let's just、uh, start. I want you to picture、um, a cup,、uh, a cup on a table, sitting on the edge of a table. Just your favorite cup. There it is. You got it? Pictured? Very nice.、Um, looking good. And now I want you to. Put、uh, a box on the table, and I want you to put it on the other side of the table. So you have、uh, a table, and 
on one side of the table, on the edge, you've got your cup, and on the other edge, on the opposite side, you have a box. Now, um, let's introduce a spider uh, to this situation, because what situation cannot be improved without, uh, with, without a spider? Uh, so we're going to put a spider, and we're going to put the spider right in the middle of the table. So we've got your cup, a spider in the middle, and a box on the opposite edge. So where, where, where is the spider? What would you say the, the, spi- the spider is? Where, is it, where, where would you say the spider is in relation to the cup and the box? Well, simple, right? The spider is between the cup and the box. Right? That's fine. Okay, so far, so good. Now, let's say uh, that I don't want my uh, the spider near... Well, you don't want your spi- the spider near your lovely cup and your lovely box. You want to keep the spider away from those uh, objects. So, what do you do? Of course, the only logical solution is to build uh, some walls on the table and uh, put up the walls between... Um, the spider and the cup, and another wall between the spider and the box. Right, so we can say that these walls are between the cone, uh, between the cup and the spider, and the spider and the box. Okay, l- l- pay attention to that sentence one more time. The walls are between the cup and the spider, and the spider and the box. Okay, that's fine, right? We got two betweens, a double between sentence. Um, so, uh, oh, by the way, I know what you're going to say. Spiders can climb walls. Walls won't help. Well, you're right, but these are special spider-proof walls. Uh, you should trust me on that one. This, this spider is not touching your cup. This spider isn't going nowhere near your box. Okay, so we've got that, right? The walls are between the spider and the cup and the spider and the box. Okay, now let's forget about the cups and the spiders and the walls, um, and I want you to imagine that I'm opening a pub. Bit of a jump, but stay with me. Uh, You're opening a pub. I'm opening a pub, and I'm going to call it the giraffe and avocado. Uh, I like giraffes, and I like avocados, so I'm going to call my pub the giraffe and avocado. Everyone knows that the uh, most important part of a pub is the pub sign, right? So, I'm being very, very careful while uh, the painter guy, the painter is uh, painting the sign, the pub sign. And I'm watching very carefully because I want my pub sign to be absolutely perfect. Um, and he's, he's just got to get it right. So, I'm making him feel a bit uncomfortable, but that's okay. I care about my sign. And he's painting uh, the giraffe and avocado sign. Um, but uh, he's a little quick. And he actually paints the words too close together. So instead of like the giraffe and avocado, it looks more like the giraffe and avocado. Um, so I, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with my painter guy. And I ask him to do it again. But this time with more space between the words. Okay, can you see where this is going? So what do I say? I want a bigger space between the, the, the word giraffe and the word and. And I want a bigger space between the word and and the word avocado. So I asked my, my painter guy, um, can you leave a bigger space between gi- giraffe and 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 avocado? Right, you've got that. So <laughs> it's basically the same sentence with the spider and the cup and the box. But instead of um, uh, 
the spider, we got the word and, and instead of um, the, the cup and the box, we got giraffe and avocado. Put a bigger space between giraffe and 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 avocado. Or a bigger space between the cup and the spider and the spider and the cube. <laughs> Lots of ands. Five, in fact. A bigger space between giraffe and 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 avocado. Right. Are you still with me? Was Did that mess with your brain? Did that fry your, uh, your synapses in your head? Well, we got more. So stick with me. Here we go. Uh, sentence number two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one. Peter where Paul had had had, had 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 had, had had, had pleased the professor more. Okay. This one is going to need some real explaining. But that's okay. That's what I'm here for. Um, after that, you're uh, actually going to be able to seriously impress your friends. Um, what's more, uh, you're going to pick up some interesting advanced uh, grammar features. Um, so let's just start with that. Uh, I want you to picture two people, uh, Seda and Marsha. Okay, Seda and Marsha. Um, today, they are taking a test. Uh, it's a geography test. And... Um, um, and they come to question seven. Um, question seven, quite a tricky one, because question seven is asking for the capital of Papua New Guinea. Okay, what is the capital of Papua New Guinea? And it's a multiple choice um, question. So um, uh, you've got A, London, uh, B, Paris, and C, Port Mosby. Or is it Moresby? Excuse me, Port Moresby. Okay, now, uh, Seda isn't sure about the answer, and so she uh, she clicks Paris. Uh, Marsha um, is a bit more sure about the answer, and uh, she clicks on Port Moresby. Guess who is correct? So, um, so we can say that, yes... Um, Seda clicked on um, Paris uh, and Marsha clicked on uh, selected Port Mosby for the same question. They were both at the same place in the test, question number seven, but they both chose different answers. So far, so good, right? Um, so they both looked at the same situation and made a different decision. So here's the first bit of fun uh, advanced grammar here. When we have this situation... Uh, comparing two different decisions for the same thing or the same point, uh, we can use this formula. Um, the formula is going to be a bit dry. It's a podcast. I'm going to say the formula, but then we'll look at examples straight away. So uh, person A plus where plus person B plus person B's decision plus person A's decision. Okay, that's that just sounds like nonsense. So let's look at this. What, what does this mean? We got this where, like person A, where, person B, person P's decision, person A's decision. Um, so that means we can say Seda, where Marsha chose Port Moresby, chose Paris. <laughs> okay. Seda, where Marsha chose Port Moresby, chose Paris. Um it's basically we're putting a big clause in the middle of a simple sentence. So the simple sentence is Seda chose Paris. Um, and then we're inserting where Marsha chose uh, Port Moresby. Seda, 
Where Marsha chose Port Moresby, chose Paris. Okay, that's not too bad, right? Okay, there we are. So, uh, that's Seda and Marsha, but what about Peter and Paul? Well, Peter and Paul are also doing a test, but it's a different type of test. This is an English grammar test, um, which are probably not great ways of learning, but here we go. He's, he's doing this test, and um, the test question is question number one, the first one. And uh, it is, when we arrived at the hostel, we dot, 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 dinner already. Okay, so actually, that's quite fun. Can you, can you, can you figure out what, what the possible answer is? When we arrived at the hostel, we dot, 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 dinner already. The options are A, had, B, had, had, C, giraffe. When we arrived at the hostel, we had dinner already. When we arrived at the hostel, we had had dinner already. When we arrived at the hostel, we giraffe dinner already. Which one is that is correct? Well, in this test, Peter wrote had had and Paul wrote had. Okay, you can see where this is going, right? So, yesterday evening, Peter and Paul's teacher was looking at the test answers. He wanted to know what answers Peter had written or what answers Peter had had and what answers Paul had had. Okay, so which answers Peter had written or which answers Peter had had and which answers Paul had written or which answers Paul had had. So he checked them. Okay, here we go. So for the question about the hostel and the dinner, question one, um, he saw that Peter had written had had, or we can say he saw that Peter had 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 had, and that Paul had had had. Okay, so far so good. Let's bring this together. Okay, um, he also saw that Peter was right, so he was more pleased with Peter's answer. Okay, so let's look at Seda and Marsha's uh, structure. Do you remember Seda, where Marsha had had Port Mosby, had... Ah, oh, God. <laughs> Seda, where Marsha chose Port Moresby, chose Paris. Okay, now let's do that with Peter and Paul. Except the verb isn't choose, the verb is had, is have. It's in the past perfect, because we're talking about what happened before the prof the professor, the teacher was reading the tests. Here we go. So Peter, where Paul had had had, had 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 had. Peter, where Paul had written had, had written had had. Or Peter, where Paul had had had, <laughs> had 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 had, had 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 pleased the professor more. <laughs> so we have this extra sentence at the end, you know, the, 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 the teacher was more pleased with had had. So had 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 pleased the teacher more. Peter, where Paul had had had, had 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 had, had 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 pleased the professor more. I never want to say the word had again now. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay, let's go for the third one. The third one is this buffalo sentence. Uh, was it eight? Um, yep, yeah, eight buffalo um, in one sentence and no other words. Buffalo, 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 buffalo. Um, okay, so the first step here is to separate all these buffaloes. Uh, in this sentence, some of the buffaloes are nouns, some are places, and some are verbs. So let's look at each type of buffalo. 
The noun buffalo is an animal. It's a sort of weird cow. It lives in America. Um, if you just if you've seen those uh, old like American Western films when people are in trains in the middle of like uh, middle of the West, um, and you would see like herds of buffalo like in the in the in the in the sandy, deserty, uh, beautiful West American countryside. I just realized I, I, I talk about America a lot on this podcast, don't I? Um, last time we were talking about Florida, and now we're in the West, uh, where the buffalo are. Um, by the way, the plural of buffalo is buffalo. You know, like fish. One fish, two fish, three fish. One buffalo, two buffalo, three buffalo. This is important, and you'll see why later. So that's the noun buffalo. Uh, there's also a city in the United States called Buffalo. Uh, I'm guessing it was named after the animal, buffalo. Finally, uh, we also have a verb, buffalo. Um, it means to intimidate or to make someone feel uncomfortable, uh, often with the sort of threat of violence or something like that. Think about bullies. Bullies, buffalo people. Um, okay, so, but how do we get eight of these buffaloes into one sentence without anything else? Okay, so let's say we have a group of buffalo, the animal. Uh, where are they from? From the city of Buffalo, of course. So we can call these guys Buffalo Buffalo. Uh, these Buffalo are tough, hard guys. They're into motorcycling, motorcycling and talking about football and stuff like that. Tough, tough Buffalo. Uh, but Buffalo is a big town and there is another group of Buffalo in Buffalo. Um, and this group of buffalo are less assertive, more shy, and prefer Harry Potter books and Radiohead. Um, so, you can only imagine what happens when these different buffalo, these different buffalo buffalo meet each other. We've got the first buffalo buffalo, uh, who are uh, tough and into football, and we've got the second uh, buffalo buffalo, who are uh, kind of a bit more uh, shy and, and into Radiohead. Uh, so what happens when they're together? Well, the first group of buffalo buffalo start intimidating or they start buffaloing the second group of buffalo buffalo. Um, this happens all the time. This isn't a one-off event. So we're using the present simple here. And we can say that uh, buffalo buffalo, 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 buffalo. The subject, buffalo, buffalo. Buffalo is from buffalo. The verb, buffalo. And the object, buffalo, buffalo. Again, buffalo from buffalo. Buffalo, 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 buffalo. Okay, uh, if that's a bit confusing, don't worry. I've got a nice little example that doesn't involve buffalo. Um, let's look at some snakes from Kansas. And um, they're much nicer than the buffalo because they don't buffalo or intimidate um, their friends or their, their, their other city mates. Uh, they kiss them. So we've got snakes from Kansas who kiss other snakes from Kansas. And we can say Kansas snakes kiss Kansas snakes. So that's the same thing with buffalo. Kansas snakes kiss Kansas snakes. Um, buffalo, 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 buffalo. Okay, you with me? Good, good, good stuff. Okay, but that's only five buffalo, right? We need three more. Here we go. Strap yourself in for this part. Here we go. So to see this clearly, let's go back to our snake example. Um, here are some sentences uh, that could make sense to you if we build them up one by one. And I want to look at it as a conversation. So uh, uh, there's a guy and a girl at a party and they're just talking. They're having a nice conversation. And the guy says, uh, Kansas snakes 
kiss Kansas snakes. And the girl's like, oh, that's, that's really interesting. And which Kansas snakes kiss Kansas snakes? And the guy says, ah, oh, the Kansas snakes that Kansas snakes kiss. They kiss Kansas snakes. And the girl's like, ah, oh, okay, I see. So Kansas snakes that Kansas snakes kiss also kiss Kansas snakes. And the guy says, yes. Okay, so Kansas snakes that Kansas snakes kiss also kiss Kansas snakes. Okay, so this basically means that the first group of snakes from Kansas kiss the second group of snakes from Kansas and that second group also kiss other snakes from Kansas. Okay, so in this sentence, uh, Kansas snakes that Kansas snakes kiss also kiss Kansas snakes. We don't need that and we don't need also. So we can just say Kansas snakes, Kansas snakes kiss, kiss Kansas snakes. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed if you're still with me here. Soldier on to the end. We're almost there. Okay, so now let's leave Kansas and its, it's lovely, friendly, kissy snakes and go back to Buffalo with its scary buffalo. And the same logic applies, of course. Just imagine that the first group of buffalo from Buffalo start buffaloing the second group. Then the second group start buffaloing, buffaloing a third group of buffalo, also from Buffalo. That's when buffalo... That's when um, buffalo, buffalo... I'm going to do it with that and also first. Buffalo, buffalo, that's buffalo, 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 also buffalo, buffalo, buffalo. And remove that. Remove also buffalo, 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 buffalo. Whoa. Right. Okay. So many ands, so many hads. And at the end of this podcast, so many buffalo. Um, you can check all this out in the... the I'm going to publish this with, some, uh, with a PDF with some notes. So you can actually see this written down as well if you so want to. And uh, now you are armed to impress people at parties with your weird... English skills. Um, <laughs> so well done. Um, before I finish, I would like to ask you a question. Um, do you have funny sentences like this in your first language? Um, I remember when I was learning Turkish, I discovered a lot of them. In fact, it was a fun way to um, to actually like remember words by putting ridiculous things together that made uh, sounded strange but made sense. Um, I would come up with phrases like arch, 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 which means open a hungry tree um or use usefulness using oh god i've forgotten it use usefulness use yeah use usefulness using using usunden which means because of 100 skinned swimming faces very useful phrase but my favorite one is this one um boomum umumumu <laughs> boomum umumumu uh, grammatically correct it means is this candle a public candle anyway enough about the Turkish um, I'd love to hear uh, uh, sentences like this in other languages so if, if you know any others uh, even in English but in your own language as well uh, could you send me an email I'd love to I'd love to hear them um, and I will read them out uh, on, the, uh, on the next podcast uh, so the email address is gabriel at clarkandmiller.com very very easy my name at my my website uh, gabriel at clarkmiller.com so uh thanks very much um if you enjoyed yourself today um do hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening uh, it just helps me out a lot um also you know you, you you get notified every time i publish a new post 
So thanks a lot for listening. Uh, this has been the Clark and Miller English Podcast. I am Gabriel Clark, and uh, have an awesome day. And see you next time.